Welcome back. We are looking at the principle of rest this evening. So let me pray for our time and we will jump into this. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the rest that we have in you. We're so grateful for your love which leads us towards rest. And Lord, as we live in a world that is restless... Lord, help us to seek to find our peace, our assurance, our hope, and our uh, guidance in You and Your Holy Spirit. So we pray, Lord, for this evening. Guide us as we discuss this topic. Help us to learn more about what it means to rest in You. I pray all this in Christ's holy and wonderful name. Amen. So our principle tonight is about rest. It's only rest in God's presence and grace that will make you a joyful and patient parent. It's only rest in God's presence and grace that will make you a joyful and patient parent. If we find it hard to be patient... It may be that our struggle is because we feel that we're overburdened or overwhelmed. If we're going to teach our children to rest in God, we must know how to rest in Him ourselves. So as we look at the Great Commission, we see a little bit about this. Let's turn there, Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. And it says this, Now to the eleven disciples, they went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Great Commission is a passage that actually captures quite a bit of what it means to find rest that leads towards godly parenting. Actually, can can offer us a real measure of hope because our rest can never be found in our parenting activity or our children's Activity. Our rest can only be found in the one that sends us into the world. Our rest can only be found when we are resting in the promises of the one who sends us into the world. So what actually happens when we are actively trusting in the promises of God? I want you to think about that this evening. What happens when we actively trust in the promises of God? When we are trusting and resting in God's promises, the Holy Spirit is going to produce these things in us. We're going to see that failure is a part of our parenting. It really is. As much as we would like to uh, doubt that, as much as we wish that it wasn't a part of it, it is going to be a part of our parenting. So think about what are some common failures that you experience as parents. It's not a question of if, but rather when, because we will fail. Okay? We won't always have the best reactions. Uh, 
We won't always have the right words. We won't always have the best advice. We won't always have the slowest of patience. We are going to fail. So let's look at a passage where Paul is going to describe to us a little bit about failure and how we can react to it. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 through 10. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 through 10. And it says this, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, he is strong. So what does Paul tell us about failure here? Paul knows he has weaknesses. And he's gladly allowing Jesus to be glorified through them. See, in the Great Commission, Jesus is the sender and the Savior, which means that the cross, through the cross, you can be content in your weaknesses in the way that Paul describes. Not in the sense of, of never seeking to grow in your weaknesses, but, but rather contentness in the sense of knowing that even in failure, God is still at work. The cross means that you don't have to rest in your shame and your guilt as a parent. You can take those weaknesses to Him, and He will be glorified when you do that. So not only are we to see that failure is part of our parenting, we also need to see that we have extensive resources at our disposal. What is, think about this, what is your typical reaction when you realize that you are absolutely in over your head on something? Maybe you throw in the towel. Maybe you have a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality. Maybe you just curl up in the fetal position on the floor. You know, we just spoke about weakness, and we're going to have those days where we feel like we have nothing left in the tank. And in our moments like this, it's important for us to remember that God hasn't left us to the limits that we have as human beings. We have God's resources at our fingertips. What are the extent of God's resources? Well, they're unlimited, right? In the Great Commission, He promises to be with us. What more of a resource do we need than that? Because of His presence, we are equipped with all wisdom and strength. And your ability as a parent, it's not dependent on your limited resources. So we are to rest in His resources. So we're also to see that our children's welfare is not on our shoulders, but rather it's on Christ's shoulders. 
Now, why is it that we tend to want to carry this burden for ourselves? Think about that. There's many reasons why we would do this, but think about why that might be the case for you. I think there are good answers to this. It's because we love them and we want what's best for them, right? In fact, we know our children better than anyone else in the whole world. Let's turn to Psalm 139. I mean, verses 13 to 16. Psalm 139, 13 to 16. It says this, and this is David. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as it there was none of them. So what is David telling us here? Well, David reminds us here that while we may know our children better than anyone else on earth, God knows his creation in even a more intricate and intimate way. Our children's welfare doesn't rest upon our shoulders, but rather on the shoulders of the One who sends us. The Great Commission reminds us that He has the power to do what we could never do. He is never going to get tired. He is never going to get frustrated. He is never going to get discouraged in carrying the burden like we do. He's never going to throw in the towel. He is never going to curl up in the fetal position like we do sometimes. So we're to rest on those relentless shoulders as opposed to the weary ones that we have. And we also need to see that God always hears our pleas for help. Why is it that we typically don't like asking others for help. Again, there's many reasons why we don't do this. Uh, Perhaps we're prideful. Uh, We don't want others to see our weaknesses. Uh, We don't want to look foolish or stupid. Uh, You know, we're we're very stubborn people, right? You know, it's, it's that common scene in the car where one person is driving and they get lost and the other person uh, offers to help by, by pulling up the navigation and, and the driver says, well, you know, I got this. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And they just keep getting lost and more and more lost. Okay, We, we don't like asking people for help. But think about this. Parenting is really hard. We see this just about every day. Or we see that we need more than just ourselves. Uh, let's turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Very famous passage about rest. 
says this, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we look at this passage, we should ask the question, what does Jesus want us to do here? And what He wants us to do is to come to Him for help because only He can provide it. He can provide rest from the exhaustion that we face each and every day. Psalm 34.15 says, The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and His ears toward their cry. So in the Great Commission, when Jesus promises to be with us until the end of the age, He is reminding us that He is there because He loves us. He, His eyes are towards us. His ears are towards us as we reach out to Him and ask for His help and rest in that help. He's there to answer our cries. He's there to remind us that we need to cry for help. And we're to find great rest in the loving arms of our Heavenly Father. So lastly, we also need to see that faithfulness is actually what we should be considering parenting success. Uh, We need to see faithfulness is is what we should be considering a success, a win for us. So think about why we might find it tempting to find our parenting success in results. Well, it's because it's, it's so much easier to quantify results than it is to quantify faithfulness, right? Kids getting into college, having good friends, getting a good GPA, all these things are good, but they don't define who we are as parents or how well we have parented. Yes, those things are good and we should shoot for those things and, and those are, are good milestones in our children's lives, but we often view faithfulness as just like a moral victory, right? If we could just do that as an afterthought, then, then, then we miss out on the beautiful victory that it actually is. Faithfulness is hugely important. It shouldn't just be that moral victory. It should be what we shoot for. And everything else that happens is just the icing on the cake. Let's look at Luke 8.15. It says this, As for that, in the good soil there, there are those hearing the word, hold it fast and honest and good and with a good heart and bear fruit with patience. What does Jesus tell us here about faithfulness? Well, he says theirs is the, gr- the great fruit, results. But that can only be born through patience, faithfulness. The Great Commission reminds us that we are making little disciples and that he's there with us until the end of the age. He's there to help us in every moment along the way. He's there to see us through. He's there to help us be faithful. So we are to rest in His faithfulness. Paul David Tripp says this, It it is true that 
good, godly, transformative parenting grows best in the soil of a heart at rest. So we need to be asking ourselves if our hearts are truly at rest in Christ. St. Augustine once said that our hearts are restless until they find their rest in God. Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in God. You see, we're always going to be running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Until we step back and see that we need to slow down and and actually lean into God's promises. And we spend a lot of time looking at the Great Commission because it is a great reminder that God's presence is there for us. And the more we rest in that presence, the less we are going to rely on ourselves. We have been sent by a faithful, a present, and a loving God who knows our weaknesses, He knows our needs as parents, So let us rest in His strength in every aspect of our parenting. Let's spend some time discussing this and unpacking it. But before we do that, let me pray for us. Great and wonderful Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that we can come and rest in You. We thank You for Jesus who has delivered us from a life of restlessness, and into eternal rest. We ask for your help, Lord. We plead with you. We do what the Puritans call pleading the promises, where we come and and we ask you to uh, fulfill your promises to us, and that promises that you would be with us. So I pray that you would help us do that, Lord. Help us to rest in you. Help us to trust in you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.